Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Moments with Daru podcast. And I'm your host, Modhani. This is season four, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen. This season will have different conversations with remarkable guests who share their life journey, moments of overcoming dire circumstances, and lessons we can learn from them. I will also have solo episodes where I will share my thoughts on day-to-day situations, life events, or aha moments. I do all of this so that you may be inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. With that said, let's dive in. Today's guest has gone through an incredible transformation and journey recently in his life. He has reached some of his lowest points imaginable, but despite this, found the courage and fortitude to not only withstand what life has thrown at him, but take it and become the epitome of what strength is, while inspiring others to overcome the challenges faced before them. His positive outlook and faith in God has driven his physical and emotional recovery, allowing him to be capable of withstanding the other challenges that he never imagined before him. Welcome onto the show, Tyran. Thank you so much, Matoni, for having me to be a part of the show today. So if you could remember your earliest childhood memory, what comes to mind? My earliest childhood memory. Um, that's a good one. The earliest thing that I remember was, and I know this is crazy, but I can remember when I was three years old. When I was three years old, I was at a daycare center with the guy who is uh, actually has been my best friend throughout my life. Uh, We didn't know it at the time that we would have a friendship that would last as long as it has uh, and be with each other through thick and thin. Um, But, but we, we actually started off doing where our relationship formed actually over a pitcher of orange juice. There was some orange juice at the daycare center that was sitting on the edge of the kitchen counter. And we both were talking to each other about how we wanted the orange juice. So I I encouraged him. I told him the orange juice would taste so good. And he took that, went up, tried to grab the pitcher of orange juice. The orange juice fell all over the floor. And he got in trouble for it, and I got in trouble for it, too. But I remember it clear as day uh, as being something that, uh, at that point in time, it, it started a great friendship. And he and I, uh, we're, we're still best friends uh, to this day. And I was just about to ask you if you're still friends today, so you've said it. That is so awesome. We are. We are. Yep. He, was, he was the best man at my uh, my my wedding many years ago uh and i was there for him when he got married just uh three years ago so um so yeah the friendship is still alive amazing what what do you think is the secret sauce to your friendship the the secret sauce to our friendship is actually is accepting each other for who we are uh he's done some things that I might not have agreed with and been proud of, and I might have done some things that he might not have, um, but we, we've been able to, to coexist without judging each other and letting that be a reason to 
separate our friendship or grow apart from our friendship. So just having an open mind towards the, the life and the decisions that we've made has allowed for our friendship to still be strong throughout, even if we don't agree with what each other does at all times. And I think that's really important, being open-minded and giving someone the space to make their own decisions. And it's something that also plays along or plays a key role in different aspects of our lives. So how would you say being open-minded has helped you to grow your career? Ooh, well, being open-minded has definitely helped me grow my career uh, in the past uh, several years. And, um, and I'm sure I'm going to touch on this in a bit, <clears throat> but I started out my career as an engineer and, and, and I was doing a great job as, a, as an engineering manager, um, moved up in my career and that was what I was, was good at and that's what I knew. However, life has, has sent me down a different path and being open-minded that there are different things out there that I can do, different ways to make an impact on the world. Has, has, has created doors and opportunities that I didn't think would exist. But I had to have an open mind and be willing to go out and do something that I've never done before or what that I wasn't exactly uh, trained to do. So with that being said, it, it, having an open mind and open-minded approach towards it has been a great, um, great skill, a great, great approach towards being able to to deal with the change, deal with the uncomfortableness, deal with the uncertainty that goes along with it. So what happens like when life, because life has these moments where it throws curveballs. So how do you handle those sudden and dramatic turns that happen in your life? <laughs> well, I can tell you that, that I've had curveballs thrown my way. And I can definitely speak from experience as to how to deal with those. I might not have always been able to, but I can tell you that that there is a certain level of resilience and and understanding and and certain qualities that I think are important to be able to handle those situations most effectively. Um, there's a certain level of, of of discipline and determination that you have to have within yourself, I feel, to be able to to accept the change that these curveballs are going to have and then come up with a means of not letting it knock you down completely, but allowing you to be able to pivot and reposition yourself in a, in a, in a state where you can actually move to a better state, better place as a result of those changes. I think there are times where some people let anything that deviates from the plan or the path that they had in mind for their life that, that if something goes wrong, they don't know how to bounce back from it. But I think having that right approach, that right mindset, and the understanding that you can't control everything, that you can only be responsible for the things that you can control and approach those situations with that mindset that is gonna have you suited better to move forward productively after you have those curveballs uh, impact your life. Would you mind sharing with the listeners um the moment where you lost your wife and how that moment was and how you overcame that moment. Yes, um, by all means. It was just three years ago. I found myself waking up on the surface of a burning boat. And I was awakened from being knocked unconscious by flames that I felt on my right leg. 
As soon as that happened, I looked down. I saw my left leg severed, ankle bone, bleeding at that point. And I didn't know what was going on. I tried to push myself up, but I crumbled right back down to the surface of the boat. Now you ask what may have happened and what was going on. Well, at that point in time, my life was changing. I didn't know it. I didn't realize it. I didn't expect it. My wife, Malika, and I, we were on vacation celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary. And we did so by leaving the U.S. and taking a trip to the Bahamas. During that time, we had five days planned in which we were going to enjoy one another, reconnect. We had both been very busy with our jobs and with, with family obligations. But this was one time where we were going to be able to enjoy time to ourselves and have time with one another and truly enjoy this adventure that we were having. This was the third day of that trip. And we had woke, woken up that morning <clears throat> excited for this adventure. We were gonna get to see a different part of the island, explore and do some things that we both enjoyed and thought would be fine. But at that moment, as I stated, everything changed. The next thing that I remember as I was trying to drag myself off of the surface of that boat was that I was being, I'd gotten carried off of the boat by passengers from a second boat. And then I was being driven to a clinic on the island and I was being wheeled into that clinic on a stretcher. When I got into that clinic on that stretcher, all I could hear was Malika, her moans and her yells. She was in pain. Now, granted, I didn't see her once the accident happened, but when I was rolled into that clinic, I could hear her. So she had already arrived there by some other means. And as I was being rolled into my clinic, all I could think to myself was, God, why did this have to happen? And that I pray that she's okay. The doctors at that clinic, they came to me and they were telling me, that they were gonna send me to a good hospital, that they couldn't treat me there, that my injuries were so bad. And all I could ask them was, what about Malika? Is she gonna be okay? They told me that she was gonna be going to that same hospital later on, but that my injuries were so bad that they needed to get me to this good hospital now. And actually I felt somewhat relieved because I was thinking, okay, I'm worse off than her. But as I got to that second hospital, and they put me immediately in the surgery to try to repair my left foot that had been severed from my leg. They took me into surgery. And when I came out of surgery, my first question was, where is Malika? Is she here yet? The doctors, they came into my room and then they left right back out. Apparently they needed to have a conversation amongst themselves. And then they came back in and told me, Mr. Jackson, we're sorry to inform you but your wife didn't make it, that your wife, she passed away. Now here I am trying to gather myself, trying to process what happened. I really didn't know what happened with the accident. I didn't know what was happening to myself. And I assumed that she was better than I was, but she had actually passed away earlier before they ever sent me from that clinic to this good hospital. They just didn't want to tell me. On top of that, that next morning, I had two 
called my, our son, who was 12 years old at the time, staying with family, and let him know that mommy wasn't coming back home. I had to break his heart. And then later on that day, as I was still in the hospital and I was looking at the EKG monitor, I could see that my vital signs, they were getting worse and worse. From the surgery where they tried to reattach my foot, it actually started an infection and spread through my body and my heart rate, my blood pressure, my temperature, I had a fever, my oxygen levels, all of these things were dropping and they all changed from a point where they were green to yellow to red. And I lay there and I was praying and thinking to myself, the next time that I close my eyes will be the last time and that I wouldn't be able to survive this moment. And I was praying to God, asking him, why did this have to happen? I was in the truest state of despair that beyond what I could imagine. And I didn't know how I was gonna be able to bounce back from this situation. Now I say this to say that was when I was at the pit where I was at the lowest possible point that I could even fathom. And a lot of things were happening in the background to create a path for me to at least survive that moment. I did wake up that next day and then I was transported from the Bahamas to the US in a uh, top-notch hospital with a, that specializes in trauma recovery, accepted me. And as soon as I got in, they actually put me into emergency surgery to remove my leg. That saved my life. The next several days, I had to go through eight additional surgeries just to fix other parts of me and to stabilize myself. But it was at that point that I realized that God must have a plan for me and that if he wanted to take me, that he could have taken me and that I did have something to live for and that I was gonna make the commitment to be resilient and to bounce back from the situation that happened. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of reasons for me to, to wanna give up to want to lose my will to live, my, live, my will to survive, and my will to push forward. However, in the midst of assessing everything that was going on, I did make that decision that resiliency was going to define me, that my resiliency was going to get me through this. And with that attitude, and with that mindset, I started the process started my process of trying to rebuild myself to heal. And I let, let me not just say myself, it took a team of people, a team of others to help me out in ways, not just physically. Uh, I went through so much physical therapy in order to get my body back to a state where I could hopefully one day get a prosthetic and walk again. And that was done. It took, I went four months without ever taking the action of taking a step, which meant that my body, my legs, my arm, my, my hips, my thighs, they were so tight when I first started trying to move. I went from a point where my back, I had fractured vertebrae in my back, so I couldn't roll, I couldn't bend. 
and and to come from this state of having a significant level of physical pain was was difficult but i had to keep in mind what my reasoning why was why do i keep doing this and it came back to my son and i knew that my former wife that one of her greatest wishes was for for our son to be able to grow up and be a young king and to be raised and and be able to thrive in this world as well. So I knew I had to get myself physically right so I could still be there for him. I knew emotionally I had to recover. I had to take steps that would get me back in with the ability to, to be able to be sound and stable in this world. I lost a great deal. I lost my wife, the, the person who was closest to me. I lost my best friend. I lost the person who I was planning to grow with, the person that I loved. Just like that, taken away. On top of that, I had the physical pain. I lost a leg. I had to learn how to deal with that disability and figure out how I was going to get around. Mentally, I was struggling because it's not that's not something that happens every day to anyone. How was I going to get past this? How was I ever going to be able to just focus on having a productive life what was i going to be able to do for myself life still had to go on for me i had to deal with the emotions of having survivor's remorse why wasn't it me that was taken and having to live with the grief that that encompassed me with that and then the spiritual aspect of trying to get an idea from god why this had to happen to us there were a number of challenges within my path to go from the person that I was before that accident to even getting across that bridge to the person that I am now. But I'll say this, it was a decision that I had to make in order to ensure that I was going to do everything within my power and use everything that God gave me in order to fight through that situation in that moment. That decision to explore into the depths of myself, to find the strength and resiliency to get it, to overcome this was something that, that I think is so crucial and so important in order to get through any of these types of challenges that might cause setbacks in our lives. Wow. Uh, that is such a powerful testimony of overcoming and being resilient. And, you know, I like what you said, you made the choice to not stay in the pit, you made the choice to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So now you're here in 2021. And you can see the different steps that you made to become resilient, and to build a life of resilience. What would you tell your younger self, knowing what you know now? about resilience and about keeping yourself moving forward? What I would tell my younger self is to learn to appreciate the experiences that define you and use those experiences to, to get the most out of yourself. We all don't, we don't realize it, but we, we face struggles and challenges and obstacles every day. Some of them might seem minor, when you look at them uh, relative to some of the other things that we may face. 
but what they do is they prepare us. They get us in situations where we have to learn how to deal with adversity, how to overcome. So what I would tell myself is to learn to embrace and use those lessons uh, as opportunities to learn and be better suited for the difficulties that are gonna come ahead. We're all gonna have greater challenges in our lives. The longer we live, the longer we're gonna have to overcome adversity. We may not know what it is, we may not know how it may come about, but we're gonna have to be able to deal with situations where we're not comfortable and we don't think or see that there's a way to make it through. But I would say that the situations that we have gotten past, we need to look back and figure out exactly what was it that pulled out our strength and our resilience. With most people, I think we need to look at what our motivation and what our reasons why are. Because motivation and understanding your whys help get us closer to understanding what our purpose is. And when you're living in your purpose, I think it makes it even greater for you to push on in order to fulfill that purpose. So that gives us the determination, that gives us the willingness to, to persevere through anything. And if that thing that we are, have as a purpose is something that we are truly passionate about, then we cannot be stopped and, and we shouldn't allow ourselves to be stopped. I would state that understanding that purpose and that passion will drive you into overcoming the obstacle no matter how great it is in front of you. But sometimes and oftentimes, we, we, we are so in the moment that we don't look back and see what caused us to get there. So my, my key takeaway from this is when you get through a, a situation, when you get through a difficult matter, take the time to look back and think, what decisions did I make that allowed me to get closer towards reaching this, overcoming this obstacle and reaching this goal? In doing that, you'll pull out the lessons and the, the things about yourself that created that level of resiliency and strength to overcome those obstacles. And that can be used over and over and over again, no matter what issue we're facing. Yes, I agree with you. You know, we need to take the time to look back and see what we have learned and how we can apply it into our day-to-day -day lives. But it's very important to take stock of what we have learned and you know why we've gone through what we've gone through so that we come out of it transformed and closer to what we've been destined to do on this earth so with all that you know now and this i mean it's amazing how you've overcome and words cannot even describe you know the the power of this testimony that you're sharing so how are you helping others to overcome their hurdles or to overcome moments where they don't think they can see the end of the tunnel? Well, one of the things that I've realized throughout my process as I was learning, taking steps to heal physically and emotionally is to, to learn how to be my truest and my most authentic self. As part of my emotional recovery, I had to really learn who Tyran Jackson was again. And in doing so, I became more in tune, one, not just how to love myself, but also what drove me, what things 
made me want to get out of bed and do something positive each day and what things I didn't care for as well. So knowing that I try to help people and coach people who are going through difficult challenges and difficult times. And one of those first steps is learning to be honest with yourself about who you are, what you're doing, and how you feel out in this world. Far too often, people are living lives and doing things uh, for the approval or validation of other people. And this causes them to, to build a, uh, a, a persona or a facade that isn't who they really are. So first thing I like to do is try to make sure that they're thinking about things clearly and making decisions in the way that they truly want to and not being worried about what others think. Once you get past that, then I, I think it's important. And, and this is where I think we have to admit where we are. I had to admit the fact that I needed help to deal with the grief that I was facing. And I didn't know how to, how, to, how, to, how to move past that on my own. Sometimes asking for help is the best thing. And sometimes you may not know where that help is, is needed in order to help you move forward. I try to help people find that right help so that they can get what they need. Personally, I had to go through, uh, as I stated, some grief therapy and counseling. I had to go through physical therapy. I even had to go through a means of being assessed neurologically because I couldn't, my short-term memory was, was fading and I couldn't remember things. I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything even greater that was wrong with me. But these were things and steps that I had to take in order to not just get back to where I was, but to be more prosperous and a better person than I started out before the accident. So as far as helping people, I coach them through understanding and blueprinting what you need to do in order to get to that destination, which is hopefully the best possible version of yourself um, before any trauma, any tragedy, any transition that they're facing in life. One thing that you mentioned earlier uh, was talking about the transformation. And I try to help people transform, transform into that greatest version of their lives. Because throughout my journey, I found myself being transformed from what I thought I was and what I was used to and what I was familiar with to a person who has a greater impact in the world by touching others and helping get the most out of them. Wow. Oh, Tyran, I, I, it's, you know, even words, I'm even struggling with words. It's so amazing, the resiliency of the human spirit. And, you know, if you truly focus and tell yourself that I'm striving to become the best version of myself, the only person who can stop you is you. But if you get out of your own way, as you said, you can transform and be the best version of yourself. So with that in mind, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Well, in the next five to 10 years, I see myself uh, continuing to, to walk in my purpose and to grow. And, and what that means to me is, is that I'm starting to, to find my voice and find my means of being able to reach out in the world and touch people, not just with my story, but helping them create their story. Um, there is a quote that, that says, it's not the adversity, but it's your reaction to, it's, it's not 
I'm sorry, it's your reaction to adversity, not the adversity itself that will determine your life story. And what I want to do is I want to help people learn how to react to that adversity. That gets us into what the resiliency is that we all have. And like I said, help people uh, achieve their greatest dreams. And what I want to do is be able to touch and impact more and more people with my words, with my story, and then work with them personally in order to become the best versions of themselves and find that resiliency and strength that they have. I'll say this, many of us take for granted our strength and we're not tested until something actually forces us to have to pull it out. And even though I had something traumatic happen that caused it to come out, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to find it. And I feel myself being able to deal with pretty much any situation life throws at me going forward, even though I know I'm not done with facing challenges and adversity. But I'd love to be able to share, touch, communicate, and coach people through these situations. So the next five to 10 years, I aim to have a, a larger platform in which I can share and reach more people via an online method. Um, I'm, I'm finishing up a book right now in which I share my story and help walk people through the journey of becoming more and more resilient and overcome those challenges. And, and I just hope to continue to inspire others who may feel like their situations may be difficult, it may be overwhelming, and it may be very daunting, but help them know that they can get past these situations, that they can overcome and come out on top. May God bless you with the larger platform so that you can help others um, embrace their story and embrace their process. There's nothing wrong with the process. The process is just removing all that God has already planted in them. So in closing, Tyran, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Well, I'd just like to share with people. I know I, I harp on this word, resilience. And, and resilience is, is all about being able to overcome the unexpected. So many of us are more focused on, on survival and sustainability is about survival. However, when I focus on resilience, resiliency is, is, is really driven by trying to thrive and trying to not just, um, not just sitting in whatever setback that may be causing you to struggle and have issues or challenges, but bouncing back and bouncing back better than where you started. Um, I want to leave with people the thought that, you know, I don't know where, where people are in life and what adversity they may be facing, but resiliency is a choice. And I had to go through a, a, a tragic situation to understand that I had to choose this to be resilient. Now I have a skill with me that I carry with me throughout the rest of my life. Others that may be interested or wanting to know more about how to find that, I think that there is a means in which um, you know, I, I try to enlighten and share with people through my platform, uh, Reborn Resilient, on finding that level of resiliency and strength within one and within themselves. But, but yeah, I would love to, um, to, to help people and help them understand 
that this is a decision that we all can make, no matter what circumstances we find ourselves facing, that there are ways to overcome the challenges in our lives. Dear listeners, you've heard it. You can overcome anything that you face, overcome anything that's thrown your way. And it's a choice. It's a choice to be resilient. It's a choice to leave the pit. It's a choice to keep moving forward. So I hope you do that. And I hope you can embrace your story. There's nothing wrong with the struggle. There's nothing wrong with facing trauma. But the question is, will you choose to be resilient? I want to appreciate you, Tyran. Thank you so much for being on the show. And where can people reach you? People can find me uh, via social media, via Instagram, Facebook, um, as well as LinkedIn. My name, Tyran Jackson, but also my platform, Reborn Resilient. Go to my website, rebornresilient.com. Either one of those means I'll give you an opportunity to reach out to me to learn more. And, and I would love to share with, with anybody who's going through any, any challenge, any issue in their life where they have been set back and they need to learn how to accelerate their healing process and overcome their obstacles. I'd love to share my story with you and share more. I go through the breakdown step-by-step step of some of the things that I had to go through and use that as a map to help others face whatever, overcome whatever challenges that they're facing. But you can find me by looking up Reborn Resilient or by my name, Tyran Jackson on LinkedIn. Fantastic. So until next time, dear listeners, stay safe.